Alex, what a day. Hi. What's a, what is, where are we? Uh, oh, today's 8 8 2022. What a day. You know, we've had, it's been a long time coming. And uh, we have not, it's, this is a huge day for the Sackos. Because, yeah, it is. I'm very excited about it. You and I have not had the chance to recap how the how the Bachelorette is going, and oh, I hate you so much. It is not I fair. Hate you so much. It is not fair for our listeners. For, for the first time in Bachelorette history, there are You're two the women. Worst. There You're are the two, absolute worst. Two women. Rachel and Gabby serving as co-bachelorettes. I can't believe I've done this for two years. <laughs> With 30 guys, 30 dudes fighting. I don't care. Nobody listening cares. And Rachel's hearts. And I can't believe that we are now like four weeks into the show and you and I have we not talked about it We do this at the once. end of the episode, <laughs> not at the beginning of the episode. Nobody's listening. Holy sheet. And speaking of, we published the Sacco sheet on our website, which it's is really live. why Jason, why Jason's excited. It should it's also live. be noted, 8-8-2022 is very, like the Cubs were supposed to play their first home game on 8-8-88 and it got rained out. My grandparents were there. No rainouts today. No rainouts. The Sacco sheet is alive. No rainouts. It's on our website, thefantasyfootballsaccos.com. It is and posted and it's for sale. It's a, yeah, it's for sale. Seven it's wonderful. Bucks. Seven bucks. It's for seven sale. Bucks. That is not related to Rocky Johnson's seven bucks production, just for the record. So <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that's a, the story was that he only had seven bucks in his pocket when he went to interview with the WWF. Back All in right. The day. Well, so, so it ended up being seven bucks production. Back to the bachelorette. So, oh, God. <laughs> Roll the credits. I got you so good. I got you so good. I hate it. Should start over. Let's go fantasy football sackos. Jason That's and us. Alex back again here to talk to you guys about uh, our early running back rankings part two. But before we get started, we do need to talk a little bit more about the sacco sheet. So if you go to our website, oh, yeah. the fantasy football sackos.com on the top, you'll see a big old orange button or you can just press the shopping cart. It'll tell you it's empty and take it to our shop. Yeah, you can purchase for yourself for a whopping seven pesos, seven dollars. It's definitely not seven pesos. I think that'd be like four cents. (laughs) Seven USD. Get yourself the Sacco sheet. It is the one stop one stop shop for everything you need. All in one fantasy football cheat sheet, tiered positional rankings, overall rankings, sleepers, busts, rookies. Player videos for more than 150 individual freaking players. Seriously. If you want to know why it took us 90 days, it's because we've done (laughs) 90 days of analysis, recording, editing, posting. The only way 
you get to watch these videos is by purchasing the Sacco sheet. Go get you some. My wife birthed a child in the time it took us to make and post this thing. Well, it almost basically, it basically had a 10 month gestation period, really. Yeah, so. right. So, yeah, here we here we are. So it's live, uh, seven dollars. I think we're gonna probably raise the price a buck a week as we get closer to the season. So, yeah. uh, I would encourage you to to go grab it. Also, I posted a sweet article, my first one. It's called Target Targets. You should yeah. go read it. It's pretty. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty below average if we're being honest. But you should go check it out anyway. Also on the fantasyfootballsackers.com, Alex wrote his first ever article. I'm hopeful for more Alex articles to come, honestly. Yeah, I, I used to do sorted crap uh, for our uh, local league where I'd basically make fun of people all the time. So maybe I'll, I'll bring some of that stuff back too. Uh, I, I like to goof around and try to reference myself. So, but that is not why you're here. It is wide receiver or not wide receiver running back to podcast. And Jason, I don't know if I'm going to end up with any of these guys on any team. <sighs> it's, uh, uh, you don't think any of these guys on any team may, I mean, maybe, you know, we talked some about some of the guys last time where it's like Zeke and Barkley dude, where's where, where that that's the value. There are four of these four and a half, maybe five of these dudes. I really like when I think that there might be some value. I like them, but I'm not like in love with them. Well, that's why they're RB twos, bro. I yeah, mean, but I want like Zeke and Barkley are going to be obviously for us the targets the, over a lot of these guys that we're talking about today that are going in the in a similar position, and we're, and we're yes. starting with Nick Chubb. Like we're we're starting with Nick Chubb, who's who's currently going like he's going pick sixteen, so he's like in the middle of the second round or early middle of the second round. Currently the seventeenth ranked running back on ESPN. Fantasy Pros has him at eight. We have him at thirteen. Wow. Like, I I don't know. It, it's tough. I, and maybe some of this is the Deshaun Watson uncertainty. But Chubb is really great. I. But I'm not going to be taking him in the middle of the second round. He's currently going as running back nine on sleeper. Um. ADP is 15th overall going in the second round. Yeah. Um, honestly, if they trade Kareem Hunt, who's requested a trade, then I'll take him in the second round. Yeah. Do you yeah, think I mean, if, if Hunt does get traded, do you think that that results in more work for Nick Chubb or is it just like all go to Dearness Johnson instead? That is was exactly my thought. I Maybe, you know, Darnus Johnson might become fantasy viable if that's, excuse me, if that's the case, because like Chubb isn't that great of a receiver out of the backfield. I mean, that's pretty much where Hunt makes all of his dough, right? So it's like, I've never had Nick Chubb on a team. He produces well every year. That's like, but he had one game last year that he had more than two catches. Yeah, I mean... That limits his upside. And now the offense should be better. 
but that's pending Watson, and we still don't know what's going on with that. Yes, he right. was suspended six games. But the NFL is appealing and seeking a minimum of a one-year year. suspension. Well, it's an indefinite. They're seeking an indefinite suspension with a minimum of a year. So... That, which is a little bit different than just a year-long suspension. They're seeking an indefinite with a minimum of a year. Uh, now, I will say, you know, whether or not um, Kareem Hunt is on the roster, I am still taking Alva Kamara, uh, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, and Zeke ahead of Chubb, and probably also Aaron Jones. Um, yep. And all those guys are currently being drafted after Chubb. So it's just, I don't understand the value. I, he's the best running back in the league. He has the most talent in the league. Um, just crazy that he's just goes in the early second round and he never catches balls. If it's a standard league, totally get it. But other than that, yeah, he's never averaged fewer than five yards per carry. He's really great, but I just don't, I've just never really liked him all that much. He he gets stoned to the goal line, and maybe that all changes this year with Watson in a potentially better offense. But if Watson is not going to be their quarterback, then I hate it. <laughs> I, I I hate it. Oh man, yeah. Um, again, love Chubb the player, the guy, the running back, excellent. But it's just, it's all about value when we make these videos and the value is just not there for Nick Chubb. So. Yeah, no, no thanks. And, and I definitely prescribe to the fact that you have to take a running back in the first two rounds because of the depth of the wide receiver position this year. But I'll be looking elsewhere from Nick Chubb in round two and yeah. just let somebody else take him and deal with whatever is going to be the Browns offense this year. Yep. Alex, why don't you tell me about our next running back? Number 14, Cam Akers. Yeah, so this is a guy that is currently going as pick 36, um, which is pretty good value considering. As you, yeah, as, as you mentioned last time um, in, in the pod when we were talking about Dalvin Cook and the way that the Rams have used their running backs historically where – they have their guys and they give them 80 to 100% of the snap share. And Cam Akers obviously injured his Achilles last year, somehow came back, wasn't really all that great in the playoffs. But I mean, who's to say that that's his fault? I mean, he freaking tore his Achilles and came back five months later. He's going to be 23 this year. The Rams offense is great. He was a second round pick in 2020. It's clear they're expecting great things from here from him. So we have him at 14. ESPN has him at 14. Fantasy Pros has him at seven. Again, his ADP is pick 36. So he's going like it depends on who you're drafting with. I mean, he he could if if you think about it, before the start of last year, he was basically a first round pick. And now you're getting him round three, early round four. It's really, really great value for cam makers. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, the, uh, the only question is really just the, the strength of that Achilles. Um, 
I believe that at this point, he's more or less far enough removed that he should be able to, um, you know, come back and be healthy. If we did talk about the uh, running split of uh, Rams running backs in the last couple of videos, um, you know, when healthy, Cam Akers is the guy there. I really think that Darrell Henderson is probably nothing more than a handcuff. Now, um, the only, I guess the only question that I have is maybe Darrell starts off the season a little bit more than just a handcuff because yep. Cam Akers is still kind of working his way back and maybe Cam Akers takes over more after the first month. So I think Darrell Henderson is probably not a bad, you know, back last couple round draft pickup. Um, that's kind of where he's going, but I have high expectations for Cam Akers. That offense is going to be absolutely freaking electric this season. So it, um, it should be as long as Stafford's tendonitis and his elbow goes away. Uh, Cam Akers' fantasy playoff schedule is at the Packers on December 19th in a primetime game. They have the Broncos at home and then they're at the Chargers. Uh, again, another primetime game on January 1st. Not a terrible schedule down the stretch. Uh, I, I don't really like uh, the Packers or the Broncos. And the Chargers might have a sneaky good defense too. So, you know, not the greatest, not the not the worst uh, from a fantasy playoff schedule. And primetime games are always fun to root for in the fantasy playoffs. So Cam Akers, we like the value here, especially if you're getting him at the end of round three, beginning of round four, which is where he's currently going. I think that's fine. I, th I think that's fine value, and, and I'd be happy to pull the trigger there. As far as our next running back, number 15, Jason's guy, who he wanted to have as a top five running back until Melvin Gordon resigned, and that is Javante Williams. Currently going as pick 24, so another guy going at the end of, end of round two, beginning of round three. Uh, he's our 15th ranked running back. ESPN has him at 11. Fantasy Pros has him at 14. Jason, your thoughts on Javante Williams? Um, I mean, <laughs> he, it's a split. It's a split backfield. It, uh, it is. But, but what's the split though? Like I've I've heard rumors out of camp and beat reporters saying it could be 70-30. And if it's a 70-30 split, then. I mean, his 24 overall ADP is going to be bananas if it's a 70-30 split. Um, I, that's kind of where he's being drafted at, though, at 24th. I'm, I don't know. If if it was a Jason, true 70-30 split. Who, who had more carries last year? Javante they had the Williams same amount of, of it, carries. They did. They I had the exact same question. amount of carries. We've talked uh, about yeah. it. Come on. Um, you jerk. Play along. Sorry. <laughs> God. They have the same number of carries. Look, Javante's the better back here. Melvin re-signed and is around, but like Javante's better. It's just, it is what it is. I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon. Um, Javante should, you know, have substantially more touches than Melvin Gordon this season. He should, but will he? It's just like, you know, Lenny Fournette is going exactly one pick behind Javante. 
And I'm going to take Lenny over Javante because I know what I'm getting. And Zeke is and, going and like two picks after backfield. that. Yeah. Um, Jason, Javante Williams finished his running back 17 last year. Melvin Gordon was running back 18. They were within 2.3 points of each other. Melvin missed a game, which was the game that Javante went off against the Chiefs and looked like he was going to be that just a justified top five pick. And then they re-signed Melvin and all that kind of went out the went out the door. The beat Honestly. reporters are saying don't be surprised if it's a 70-30 split for Javante this season. If that happens. Okay. I'll be surprised if it's not 50-50. If that happens, then he is a substantial value. But I've read anywhere from 55 to 70% in favor of Javante. If it's a 55% split, that's not that's not return on investment right there. That's you're not getting your money's worth when you could have had Lenny. Right. And so he finishes running back 17 last year where everything was completely split. Yeah. Now, if if there is a world where the Broncos are a, you know, top 7 to 10 offense after not being on a great offense last year with the addition of Russ Wilson and just that offense going up and down the field he could theoretically split and, and be a top 10 back so let's let's not throw that off as a disqualifier because they're just going to score way more points than they did last year and he wasn't really even a touchdown machine so his value hasn't really changed. I mean, when I was preparing the Sacker sheet like two or three months ago when I wrote this, he was going um, at the end of round two. And that's exactly where he's going now. Like end of round two, early if, round three. It's the one. It, it, he hasn't moved. And so, hey, I love the addition of Russ. I don't like the bringing back of... Melvin and Nathaniel Hackett, who's their offensive court. Well, the head coach now, former offensive coordinator for the Packers. I mean, they ran a two back system with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So it's not out of the world or out of the world of likelihood that that it's a pretty close to split backfield here. Realm of possibilities, I think, is the phrase you were looking for. But, yeah, that's better. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Come Easy on, for you to say. Um, it was out there somewhere. Yeah. Let's, I mean, yeah, that's what it is with Javante. We're going to beat, everybody's kicking the same horse, man. Everybody, you know, it's this, it's the same, it's the same story with Javante. It was a shame. Everybody sighed when they re-signed Melvin, but stick it out for one Big more sigh. year and then hopefully, but all right, let, let's move on. Can we talk about former Memphis running back Antonio Gibson. We have him at 16. Mm. He's never not been an RB1. And we have him at running back 16. And we're higher on him than the consensus. ESPN yeah. has him at 22. Fantasy Pros has him at 21. Again, we have him at 16. He's going at pick 46, which is towards the end of the fourth round. Pretty good value, right? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I Everywhere I've seen is it's going to be McKissick on third downs. And if that's the case. Do I we mean, know why, though? Because Gibson was a wide receiver in college. Like, he has good hands. He's incredibly fast. Maybe I don't understand that. 
If McKissick would have played a full season and not gotten hurt last year, he would have had a more than 100 receptions. Okay, spread that around to give, give some to Gibson then. I, I mean, I, I don't... I wouldn't be mad about it. I just... I don't know if the work is there. I don't know if this offense is any good. Like Carson Wentz is now a journeyman starting quarterback. It's yes, still it's the best better than any quarterback that Antonio Gibson's played with. And if you listen to the quarterback podcast, we literally go through, or even the Terry McLaurin wide receiver podcast that he's on. We literally went through the entire list of starting quarterbacks that Terry McLaurin has had to throw to him. And it's trash. Trash. Like, that's it. It's, it's, it's hot trash. Um, but still, it's not it's not great right now. It's not great. And Gibson hasn't really stayed healthy. He's kind of had nagging toe injuries and I don't know. I, I think we honestly will probably move him down below our next guy. See, I don't know if I agree. Like, well, hmm. yeah, I, I want to argue that. Uh, I'll build some suspense for that. So Gibson, when I was preparing the sack of sheet, which by the way, you can get on our website at the fantasyfootballsackos.com and you should do it. The, like he was getting drafted in the middle of the end of round two. And now he's getting drafted at the end of round four. Like nothing's really changed all that much. He's playing with the best quarterback he's ever played. He had 10 total touchdowns last year. He had the fourth most carries in football, the sixth most rushing yards, 16th most catches, 20th in points per game. Okay. So you go. So this is all about drafts, right? The only like the reason people are watching this is to talk drafts, draft strategy. You go receiver, receiver. Yuck. Say you're, say you're picking, you're picking in the second half of the first round. You got Jamar Chase staring at you. You pull the trigger because you don't want to draft Najee Harris because he's going to be running back eight on the season that you have to draft in the first year, in the first round. So you go Jamar Chase, and then in the second round, you're like, oh, my God, CeeDee Lamb is there. Holy crap, I got both my receivers locked up. Let's do it. Uh, So you're sitting there with Chase, CeeDee Lamb. Round three comes by. Holy crap, Lenny Fournette's there. Holy crap, Zeke's there. You pull on, you pull the trigger on one of those dudes. And so now your zero RB strategy, maybe not technically zero, it's kind of hybrid because you're going, you're not, you didn't fill out your flex or your tight end or your quarterback. But you pull the trigger on Zeke and now you just need a second running back. I think there's going to be a lot worse teams out there than like Chase, Lamb, Zeke, or Lenny and. Uh, Antonio Gibson. He's a fine second running back. He's actually probably, I mean, he has the upside. Like you've said, he finishes as an RB1. He has the upside to finish as an RB1. There's a lot of RB2s that don't have that upside. That's true. I mean, he's currently going behind David Montgomery, James Conner, Bryce Hall, Brees Hall, I should say, Travis Etienne. Like, that's... I take him over most of those guys, probably not all of them. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that's pretty good value for where he's falling. I just don't I just don't understand why he's being hated on as much as he is. Yeah, I agree. I think it's health kind of. And McKissick is healthy. I'm glad we have him higher than most others. Yeah, I I like our rankings. But again, they're ours. 
That's true. Screw everybody else. Speaking of everybody else, here's Alvin Kamara coming in at 17, who... Yeah, I'm taking Kamara over Antonio Gibson. Who we thought was going to be suspended six games, which is why we have him so low. I think I saw an ESPN uh, magazine have him in like the top eight, um, which theoretically is probably where like he'll go if he wasn't getting suspended currently uh he's going to pick 20 which is towards like the middle to end of uh round two espn has him at 10 on their cheat sheet fantasy pros has him at 12 we have him at 17 uh mainly because there's a potential suspension looming. Uh, his trial got pushed back. It was scheduled for like a week ago. It got pushed back two months. And the NFL has said absolutely nothing on him since he was arrested right after the Pro Bowl in February. Yeah, I mean, he's basically expected to be suspended for at least six weeks. Um, at some point. But but then his suspension got pushed back to the end of September. Look, by, by the time they go through all the hoops and the NFL does their own investigation, comes up with their own findings after the cases are closed and everything, he's not going to get suspended this season. It's not going to happen. So we need to adjust the ranks. Um, I am going the only to be, He'll be suspended if there's a video that comes out right before the season, which is what happened to Ray Rice. There was video of the them all jumping on the guy wasn't there i thought i saw that i thought so in the casino um but i think that camara is probably not going to get he will get suspended but it won't be effective this season um it'll suck if they make the playoffs but (laughs) (laughs) if he isn't suspended he's almost a lock for a running back one i mean since he's not suspended where would you put him at in our rankings would you put him above Najee? Probably. Najee's right. running back six. Would you? Yeah, would, so he, he's probably right in there. Six, seven range. Yeah. Um, so, since he came into the NFL as a rookie, he was RB3, then RB4, then RB12. In 2020, he was RB1, and last year was RB9. Like, he's never not been an RB1. This is his sixth year in the well, league. He's a top 10 running back if he's healthy. Period. Period. And and, uh, and he's he's currently going as pick twenty. That's tremendous value. If if you can take, you know, Dalvin or Hen- even Henry, right, and and pair Joe Mixon, pair him with. That's how you win, man. Like Kamara, and that's how you just, win. Yeah, and you take a tight end in round three and and take all the wide receivers you want the rest of the the draft. Yeah, like Michael Thomas in round six. Yeah, sexy. Can I? Um, and and Kamara is like a reception <laughs> machine too. And he was dealing with Taysom Hill last year, and still finished as a, as an RB one. More to come on this, but if he's not suspended by the time we're we're drafting guys here in the next couple of weeks, um, which he won't he's be, at because his trial isn't until September. Like he's not going to be suspended. So if hypothetically. Where you can pick any any time, where where would you take him to be like, all right, well, F it. I have to take Kamara. It's uh, pick 14. Is that is that the cutoff or where, where are you pulling him to the trigger? Assuming he's not suspended by the time you get to drafts. 
Um, I mean, he won't be suspended become dra- by draft time because, you know, the season starts the first week after Labor Day or the Thursday after Labor Day, and his trial doesn't start until the end of September. So he won't be. Uh, I will probably draft him at the end of the first round. Turn. Yep. You know? Yeah. If, if he makes it to the turn, it's hard to not take him. If I get screwed out of championship week, like, okay. I, that would suck, but I don't yeah, know. We, Are you pushing him to expo- the second round? <laughs> uh, I will be interested to see if the NFL just can, continues to stay mum on it. If they say literally the nothing list. about it, um, it'll be hard to not not take him at the turn at the latest. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, yeah. Imagine going like Dalvin, Kamara, Zeke. Like, I mean, that, that sounds like the first, like three of the first five picks in the last three years of drafts. <laughs> and, and, and you can get them in the first, second, and third round, potentially. ADPs are crazy this year. I, I don't know what's going on, but. Yeah. Let's move on to. Uh, a, a running back from a team that is known about known for their uh you know long history of strong running backs are we are we too low on James Connor at running back 18 dude pro- probably we're lower than consensus Pro- we have to be right Correct. ESPN has him at 12. Fantasy Pros has him at 15. We have him at 18. He's currently going pick 31, which is the middle of round three. So James Conner, RB5 last year. He's a mediocre running back who fell into the end zone a lot last year. He only had 752 yards, which was the 24th most, but he had 15 touchdowns. Like James Conner in one sentence, a mediocre running back who fell into the end zone a lot last season. He did. Regression for second. Tied for second in the NFL in touchdowns. Regression is coming for James Conner. Behind Jonathan Taylor and tied with Damian Harris. What a leaderboard last year for the (sighs) running back position. Another mediocre running back who fell into the end zone a lot last year. Yeah, and part of part of his touchdowns were the fact that Kyler wasn't healthy, and if, yeah. if Kyler can, and if Kyler can stay healthy, I think that rushing rushing touchdown will decrease considerably. Whether it's because of passing touchdowns or whether it's just because of Kyler rushing the ball in, Dude, it's it's crazy how if you have somebody that's already like a semi focus of the offense, and then like the other most competing like highest competitor for touches and or targets on the same offense goes down just how much more gets funneled to that person like d hop was out the last six games you know just freaking bananas kyler was hurt yeah yeah it's it's tough because james connor had six different uh games where he had uh at least two touchdowns uh, it should also be noted that the Cardinals did sign Daryl Williams from the Chiefs, who I, I don't think that's insignificant, honestly. Like, it's it's not like in the macro, like, whoa, what's going to happen? If, is Daryl Williams going to take touches away? But I, I don't think Daryl 
Daryl is a terrible running back. Um, and I wouldn't be, wouldn't not be surprised to see him spell, uh, Connor a, a little bit more, uh, as a capable running back that it didn't really seem like they had last year, uh, to, to give Connor breaks. Yeah. Agree. I mean, um, the only other thing I'll say is that Arizona also did draft Keontre, Keontae Ingram out of USC in the fourth round, or excuse me, sixth round. So he could get a little bit of play. And James Conner is not really known for staying healthy, so there may be somebody there. That's true. Uh, last thing on James Conner, it's hard to pay for touchdowns in, I'm not in following in following years drafts because not they're really it. not all that predictable. And there's a reason why we have Connor as low as we do. There's a reason why we have Damien Harris as low as we do. We talk uh, about this. The biggest predictor for production, the previous year for receivers, it's targets the previous season for running backs. It's yards the previous season. And he, and was, he had the 24th most yards last year. Yeah. yeah. Not me. Sorry, James. All right, that moves us on to our next running back, number 19, J.K. Dobbins. Um, man, I was... Hey, he, he he came off the pup list today. Uh, Newsy hey, stuff. Newsy stuff. J.K. Dobbins off the pup list. There you go. You heard it here first. Probably not here. <laughs> but either way, oh, you no. still heard it again. Um, he's conflicting for me because I think he's a special running back or at least he was before he tore his ACL. Um, Love the dude as a rookie. Kind of got screwed over in that 2020 COVID season when there was no preseason games at all. So they just, you know, the first time they really start playing is live action. And so like all the rookies in 2020, JK Dobbins included really came on a lot slower because there was really wasn't much of any of a training camp either. Um, so weird rookie season because of COVID um, and then Terrace's ACL in the preseason last season is gone. Now trying to come but back. He, it's he been had a, year. a great rookie season. Like he, w- he was electric and you were pissed the whole time because Gus Bus was taking touches away from him and Lamar was doing Lamar things. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, the only running back that I can think of that can that came back the first year after the ACL and looked like he was completely fine was Adrian Peterson. And J.K. Dobbins, I think, is a special running back, but there is only one Adrian Peterson. He's probably going to be one of, if not the best running backs I ever see in my life. Um, I think J.K. Especially Dobbins, when he started galloping. Like yeah. he had that like extra speed, like as Bears fans, we were, we, we remember the, the gallops that it would just be like, well, okay, yeah, that's, a, that's a touchdown. But I think Dobbins is much more akin to like a Saquon in terms of skill, like he upper echelon, um, but not AP, not otherworldly. And Saquon was not himself his first year after his ACL. So I don't know what to expect from Dobbins. I'm hopeful that because it was a preseason injury, he has a couple extra months than a lot of these to try to come back Um, because it has been that full year. But I just thank God he's off the pup. I need to see him play. I need to see what he looks like live. I need to see him juke dudes out of his out of their shoes to be confident in him. And yeah, there was a a trade. 
there's a training camp video that came out today where it looked like he had a hitch in his step, which uh, isn't isn't great. Um, just no. doing some some individual drills. And in 2020, he had 134 carries, 800 yards, six six yards per carry, nine touchdowns. So he scored a touchdown uh, once every 15 touches, and that that's fun and extrapable. So, like, clearly talented. I feel like I am scared away by that ACL injury. He's currently going at pick 53 middle of the players, middle of the fifth round. Uh, Again, we have at 19 ESPN has him at 18 fantasy pros has him all the way down at 23. Um, It's a fun name that'll, that'll potentially be sitting there for you to look at in round five. Tremendous upside with one of the offenses that looks like they're going to run the ball again a top three offense from a rushing standpoint uh a lot of that's because of lamar but um they they like turning it and handing it off to dobbins and gus so we have football live action football in four weeks he has hitching his he has a hitch in his giddy up and uh he's not right and i am not spending a top I'm probably not spending one of my first like six picks on a dude that's not healthy. Like, yeah, if if you for some reason don't have a running back yet, then yeah, it's fine. Pull the trigger. He has the upside, but it's I, all team I, specific. Think I would hope to God that I have two running backs, if not three already. I would hope so too. But if you're zero RB in it, you could do worse than Dobbins. Yeah. At least you're getting right, the injury next, baked in. Yep. Uh, next guy, running back 20, Josh Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Uh, he's currently going at pick 47, end of round four. Again, we have him at 20. ESPN has him at 21. Fantasy Pros has him at 24. New offense. The Raiders are going to be different, period. They have different skill guys. They have different coaching staff. And... Josh Jacobs is roles unknown. Like we, we don't know what's going to happen. So here, here we have him. He finishes running back. He finishes running back 14 in 2021, running back eight in 2020 and finishes running back 18 as a rookie. So this, we have him where he would be his worst finish as a pro from a fantasy standpoint. You want to know how I know Josh Jacobs is going to be traded. Because they played him a bunch in the preseason game? No, because Josh McDaniels says we have no desire to trade Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Came out today, said we have no desire to trade Josh Jacobs. Like, BS. BS. Why would you ever trade for a running back? Like, who who gives up? I mean, the Rams did for Sony Michelle last year, and that was a giant mistake. But they won a title, so maybe it worked. I don't think it was because of Sony. But, no. yeah, Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's a, I don't know, above average running back, I'll say. Above average? He just, I don't know. Josh McDaniels doesn't like him. I, I don't exactly quite know why. Uh, I think he's more than capable. Zamir White looked real good um, in the preseason game. At, uh, what is it? The Hall of Fame game. So 
Yeah, I don't know. For going, what'd you say, late forties right now? Yeah, end end of round four, pick forty seven. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, Jason, we uh, you called him, and and we kind of railed on the fact that he's not a great pass catching running back or hasn't had that many catches. And he no. quietly had the he quietly had the fifth most catches in football last year for at the running back position. Yeah, but that was for two different NFL head coaches. I I don't know. I mean, I want if 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 the Zamir White stuff is just noise because of the preseason, then Josh Jacobs is a huge draft value, huge steal. It's just it's it's not looking like that. So for right now. You know, I'm more interested in this third week of preseason to see because that's when the starters play like the first half of those games, maybe into the mm-hmm. third quarter. That's when I really want to see what the carry split is. Uh, last thing on Josh Jacobs, he scored seven or more rushing touchdowns every year in the league. Again, this is year number four. Golly. It's, it's, it's probably the best offense he's ever played in. He could, should have more potential scoring opportunities. Yes, they may be throwing more down at the goal line between Adams, Renfro, Waller. And if he had 70% of the carries, he'd be an RB1. Yeah, it's possible. Like there, there's some value here. I think yeah. like pick pick forty seven. There's value. It's scary value because you don't trust McDaniel's. But it's yeah. he'll he's sitting there. You could do a lot worse than Josh Jacobs. Um, again, he finishes RB fourteen last year. We have him at twenty, and uh, everybody else has him in the twenties too. Yep. Do you want to talk about our next guy? You love him. Uh, running back 21, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. Well, you did the write up on him, so I didn't, I wasn't sure if you're going to. Okay. I know, but that doesn't mean he's not your guy. So every time, every, every, every mock draft I've done for the last two weeks since Chris Carson officially hung him up, which. I thought there was a better than 50% chance that he would given his neck injury uh, and the operation that he had last season. But ever since it was a, it's beneficial. I have taken Rashad Penny in like the fourth round. Like I like Rashad Penny more than I like Josh Jacobs. No, you don't even need to take him that early. (laughs) No, he, I mean, he's, he's currently going as pick 93 at the end of round eight. Yeah. Uh, I mean that he could be a league winner. He was the number one fantasy running back over like the final month of the season. Last five weeks. RB one RB one. Um, maybe 18, 18 carries a game and averaged 134 rushing yards. The last five weeks of the season. And the Seahawks drafted Kenneth Walker, which is great for them. You know, he is the Doak Walker award winner uh, out of Michigan State. Um, Second running back drafted in April's draft behind Brees Hall from the Iowa State University. Um, (laughs) But Rashad Penny is not a slouch. He's a former first round draft pick in his own right. And he he finally turned on the gas last year, the the last... the Seahawks months. knew they were losing Carson. They know that Penny's gotten hurt a couple times. They draft Kenneth Walker, get a little bit of value out of him. Um, 
I think that's, that they're that's just the only of, thing that's suppressing Penny's value is Walker. That, well, that's the only thing. But look at this team, though. Like this team is going to be. It's it's not Russ throwing thirty times a game anymore. Like they're going to run. F- like what do you? 30 plus attempts a game, 30 to 40 rushing attempts per game. Like there's going to be more than enough work to go around. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is some stacked boxes because the quarterback isn't exactly a threat to go over top like Russ was. But Rashad Penny could be the steal of every fantasy football draft. He is obscenely valuable going where he's going right now. Um, He is going to start the season as the starter and it's just going to be up to him whether or not he keeps his job. Like, and if people want to be like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Kenneth Walker is going to be starting by mid season. Dude, were you around when the the Seahawks had Chris Carson and they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round? (laughs) It's true. Chris Carson. He didn't do do dick. Chris Carson didn't let Rashad Penny take his job. And Pete Carroll stuck with Carson, even though they had a first round draft pick. And Penny got hurt. Carson was fumbling a ton. It It didn't didn't matter. matter. Like Rashad Penny is going to come in. He's going to be the rookie for the or He's going to be the starter for the year over the rookie. Um, he's on a very lucrative one-year deal. He might be gone next year, but by then Kenneth Walker will understand all of the pass protections and, and plays and whatnot. So for this season, it's Rashad Penny for next season. It's Kenneth Walker and you can get a starting running back at a very steep discount this year. Like, like a la the, uh, Lenny Fournette discount last season. Like I drafted Lenny in the seventh round last season. Guess who I'm going to be targeting in the sixth, seventh, eighth round is freaking Rashad Penny. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a world, right? You start out running back, running back, take a tight end, take three, four wide receivers, and then still take Rashad Penny, who's a starting running back. That's exactly what I do in eight. every single draft. Yeah, like... It's just sitting on a tee there for you where he's kind of just flying under the radar and uh, enjoy that when uh, when you can enjoy the riches. Yes, but Alex and I are in the same league, so now he's going to snipe me. Suck it. All right, on to our next guy. Number 22, Travis Etienne. He didn't play a single snap last year after being drafted by an old regime which had no idea what they were doing in urban meyer and now he has doug peterson as his coach with a quarterback that he's pretty familiar with so it's a potentially crappy offense but a, a quiet, potentially a quietly sneaky offense for Travis Etienne to just rack up all those catches after coming back from an Achilles injury. James Robinson took snaps with the Jaguars' first team offense today. <laughs> He's alive, coming yeah, back I from mean, his Achilles. We might have Etienne too high because of that. We'll, <sighs> we'll see. He sat out the Hall of Fame game. Um. But his recovery has to be going well if he's already taken snaps with the first team offense. Like, yeah, I just, so we, again, we, we have ETN at 22. 
He's currently going at the end of round four at pick 45. ESPN has him at 25. Fantasy Pros has him at 22. We have him at 22. There's value. This is kind of where he was going last year in in drafts until he got hurt. Dude, he's a lottery ticket. ETN is a lottery ticket. Uh, He will have a role. It will be significant, but is it significant enough to justify the fourth round draft value? Will he have the short yardage and goal line carries? That's the only question I have. I don't know if we know that. I think we would assume probably not because James Robinson is a beast. I, he's also coming back off of the of a Liz Frank injury, so it's not like he's guaranteed to be healthy all the time either. No, but the camp buzz has been unrelenting about how good he looks. It's true. Etienne's not going to be so. a fifteen to twenty carry guy a week, though. So no, like like he's going to you know have some catches every week. <laughs> yeah, he might have say. five to seven carries a week, but I. But I, I don't think he's like, I don't know. I, I, he almost seems like a Tariq Cohen type player, right? Like Tariq Cohen was a top 10 running back when, when he was really going for the Bears a couple of years ago. Sne- sneakily a top 10 running back. And Doug Peterson likes to spread the ball around too. Like he's never really had like a bell cow running back. Um and and I break it down on the sack of sheet, which you can uh, go on our website, thefantasyfootballsackos.com and, and purchase. But like he's not like the, the number one running back for their offense has never had more than 180 carries since 2016. So. And the second running back has never had less than 74 carries. So. You, you extrapolate that out like that's somewhere, you know, 100 carries is five to six carries a week, which is probably about what I would expect. He could fill a DeAndre Swift type role where he gets another three to five catches every week. And that's probably about an RB2 as long as he scores a couple touchdowns. Yeah, he, he, he definitely has more value in a full PPR. We're talking about half PPR on this podcast. Um so we might be a smidge high if uh, if Robinson is uh, is practicing. I think we're both surprised that he is practicing. Yes. All right. Before we move on to our next running back, uh, Alex, why don't you tell me a little bit about the Sacco sheet? Oh, can I? You should go on our website at the Fantasy Football Sacco. Well, it's www. It's the World Wide Web. The fantasy football sackos.com. There's literally an icon at the top that you, it says shop. I think it says shop. Yeah. And then there's a big orange button that says draft rankings. Also, in case you missed the word shop, it's all right there. You can purchase it. I think it's $7 currently. So we can pay all of our fees. I also have to support my wife's spending habits. So I would really appreciate it if you could buy this. I also have two kids. There you go. We've given you countless hours of entertainment on this podcast, talking about Jason dyeing his hair. And Whoa. we really... Well, it's true. That it's happened. a sore if subject. Listened, if you haven't listened to last week's pod, you should do so. Bro. Anyway, we have a hundred and... <laughs> We have 150 different player videos that's anywhere between like a minute and two minute clip that crams everything you possibly need to know into 
basically two hours. You can learn everything about any player that you want to draft this year. If you're still listening to this podcast on minute, I don't know, 50, then you can do all of your research in under two hours. There's literally embedded. I, we've looked. We have not seen anything like this online. It's really cool. You're, you're going to get a PDF. You can click on a name. It launches a YouTube video, which is a playlist only for the people that that buy the Sacco sheet. We're we're super proud of it. Um, honestly, I think it kicks ass, and it's the coolest thing I've seen from a fantasy content standpoint uh, in my life. And we're really proud of it. So, uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, which we adore everybody for listening, um, we'd really appreciate it if you went to the fantasyfootballsaccos.com and purchased the Sacco sheet. All right, our next running back, number 23, David Montgomery. Go Chicago Bears. Um, What a far cry from his uh, 2020 output as a top 10 fantasy running back. Monty finished 2021 as running back 21, which is a low-end running back two. Uh, That's exactly where we basically have him ranked to finish this season as running back 23. Um, We are lower on him because it's first time coach new system. There's going to be a split. Monty's out there playing special teams right now, which you don't do that with bell cows. Um, I just, I'm I'm disappointed because I feel like he's definitely better than Khalil Herbert, but there is going to be a split and that offense is going to look good at times. It's also going to look real bad at times. So we, uh, we haven't been running back 23. Um, Luke Getze is the offensive coordinator. He spent the last three season in Greens Bay in Green Bay as the Packers quarterbacks coach while also serving as their passing game coordinator. I mean, this team is going to feature Justin Fields. It's not going to be about the run game. It's not going to be about David Montgomery. I think they're going to try to run the ball a lot and use play action passing should also be noted that David Montgomery. Well, yeah, he finished as running back 21 last year. He finished as ninth in points per game. He missed four weeks during the, during the, the middle of the season. And I was bragging this up last year, but the dude ran, learned how to run last year, literally run faster during the off season. And he looked more explosive and he doesn't seem like he ever goes down on the first tackle. Yeah. Herbert might take a couple touches away from him, but I still think that this is, is his offense, his problem. I don't think they're going to score a lot of touchdowns. So that automatically has to limit his upside at least a little bit. Right. So then how do you feel about him at running back 23? Do you think he's a value right now in drafts? He's currently going, let yeah, he's going to pick 35 super. right right at the end of round th- three. <sighs> he's going higher um, than all these dudes we just got done talking about. So I know. Yeah, so we, we have him down at 23. ESPN has him at 16. Fantasy Pros at 18. Um, Are we too low on him? I don't think so. I, I think you're pushing, pushing your – like, I like him but I don't think their offense is going to score enough. Should also be noted that he had a ton of catches to wrap up the season. There was a stretch uh, from week 13 to 16 where he had catches of eight, six, five, and seven, which okay. is pr- pretty, pretty good. Um, 
And again, finishing as a top 10 in, in points per game, I'll I'll take it. I just don't think that he's going to score a ton, but maybe the Bears offense will surprise me. They also have one of the easiest schedules in football this year. Um, so well, when you're well, that bad for that be, long. What's that? When you're that bad for that long. Yeah. Well, it also helps playing the lines twice. So I... I think there is value here. I like him more in an auction draft than I do in a snake draft because I think you might be able to get him a little bit cheaper because the Bears offense is bad. But I think it's hard to justify taking him over the some of the guys we've already talked about. Home against the Eagles, home against the Bills at the Lions last three games. Mm. Chicago weather. Christmas Eve against the Bills. Yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get smoked. In that game. <laughs> like that's gonna be a lot too a little. <laughs> yeah, like a, a lot, a lot. Uh, I think maybe Justin Fields will be great. Yeah, I um I think we're we're closer to being correct on being lower than him on the consensus, which sucks as Bears fans. Yeah. Um, but that's just because we don't think this offense is going to be good. It's really the same reason why we're done on Najee Harris, right? Yeah. Like not, not a great offense uncertainty at the quarterback position and not as not a great offensive line, quite frankly. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our last running back. Another Iowa state the Iowa State University of Science and Technology running back. <laughs> the one, the only Brees Hall. Uh, I am ecstatic to watch this guy play in the league. Um, dude set crazy stat after crazy stat, crazy record after crazy record while at Iowa State. Um, he was second team all Big 12 as a freshman, led the FBS with close to 1,600 yards rushing as a sophomore and was runner up for the Doak Walker Award last season. Uh, man, what a resume. He is the first Dope. unanimous All-American in Iowa State history and finished sixth in Heisman Trophy voting. Uh, Brees Hall set an FBS record with 24 straight games. With a rushing touchdown, 24 straight games. They play 12 game seasons. He will not be denied if he gets close, uh, as evidenced by that record. Um, I really think that Brees Hall will take over this backfield and that Michael Carter is going to be an afterthought. My only concern, Zach Wilson. Um, I don't know if Zach Wilson is an NFL quarterback. I've seen him make some horrendous plays. Uh, if they had a more competent, um, you know, play caller or quarterback executing plays, I would be a lot more bullish than I am on Brees, on Brees Hall. But I actually do consider myself pretty bullish on him, especially compared to Alex. Um, he is sure. our last running back. Uh, just to chat about here today. Um What's your outlook on Brees Hall? It's hard to trust the Jets offense running back. It, it's kind of similar to DeAndre Swift, at least a little bit, except Swift has proved it as a receiving back. And you still have Michael Carter there, who we both really, really liked um, until they drafted Brees Hall. And I believe we the the if you can follow us uh, at the FS Sackos on Twitter. But when when they t- when got Brees Hall. Like Carter just went like what do you do? 
Okay. Let me know if you want that again. So I think that <laughs> I, I don't think Carter is going to completely go away. I don't think the Jets are going to be that good. I think they're in a brutal division where they're going to have to play the Bills twice, the the Dolphins twice, and the Patriots twice. And those are three pretty decent defenses. And you're going to draft the Jets running back who's... So we have a 24. ESPN has him at 19. Fantasy Pros has him at 20. The reason why we have him at 24 is because I'm way down on him. It's not because of Jason. He's currently going the middle of round four at pick 42. Um, I would just much rather target wide receivers there. Like if, if you're telling me I can take Michael Williams instead of Brees Hall, um, I, I will do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. But if you're going running back because you went wide receiver early, then I would much rather take a healthy one with upside like Brees Hall over some of these unhealthy dudes that are going there like we've talked about. Yeah, like Dobbins. Yeah. Um. Which, what was, I mean, we have Dobbins ranked higher, but I understand why you would want to take Brees Hall because you like his upside. Yeah. Um, do you think Brees Hall is on Cameo like his fellow Iowa State alum, Alan Lazard? Hey, we tried to play, pay Alan Lazard money to say, you're listening to the Fantasy Football Sackers and I'm a future NFL Hall of Famer. And he didn't do it. Holy shit, he is. Brees Hall is on cameo. You, you you meant holy sheet, the sacko sheet. Holy sacko sheet. Brees Hall is go. on cameo, dude. Why are these dudes living on cameo? Because he probably only signed a five million dollar contract. He's currently unavailable, so he's currently not taking orders. But oh my goodness, we need to get some. Everybody loves cameo. Yeah, Dude. he signed a four-year, $9 million contract. $3.7 million. No, he was probably bonus. using that to, to float the between getting drafted and that first check hit in the account. I know how it feels. What a badass. It's true. All, All right, right well, that does it for, for running back twos. Jason, there's some guys we haven't talked about. Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miles Sanders. That's really, we haven't talked about a Patriots running back. We haven't talked about Chase Edmonds, a Dolphins running back. Falcons running back. Yeah, between Cordero Patterson or Allgaier. So there's there's some other running back ones that are potentially out there, but we'll cover them more in our uh, in our mock draft episodes to come. And also, if you want to hear about them now, you're fiending more Sacco content. You can find that with the Sacco sheet, which you can get online at our website. Does this mean that we can finally go back to talking about the Bachelorette? No, I <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's not what that means. What like, are you gonna give me all. the? When are you going to give me the time I need? We've been so serious talking about rankings and statistics and progression and nothing but You're damn right. Progression football. I need to talk a little faster. It's, it's almost back. We have a month until the season starts. That's exciting. A D please me. All right. Yeah. I, I, I think I would rather talk about anything else. <laughs> Tell me about hemorrhoids. 
I don't know if I've ever had hemorrhoids. <laughs> like, how, how, how would I know if I've had it? Like, like, what's the telltale sign if you've had hemorrhoids? Like, does your just butt hurt? Yeah, and uh, you usually have to talk to it once a week on Monday nights uh, <laughs> for a couple hours. Are you hours. calling me a hemorrhoid? <laughs> what the hell? That's, that might be the most disrespectful thing I've ever been called in my entire life. <laughs> oh, thank you for listening. Please go buy the Sacco sheet at the fantasyfootballsackos.com. Hemorrhoid out? <laughs>